Hey, this is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Good job. Good job, Shirley. Guy doesn't watch the Super Bowl, cares about tradition. And fucking believable. Oh, hello there, friends! Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft, joined as always by a man who has donated his pants and underwear to charity and is now in the process of donating his boner into his own mouth. That's <laughs> Jeff Clark. I wish I had that much flexibility or, or that much dick. <laughs> Beaming to us from under a pile of unsold Eagles victory merch, the bearded booger-eating hoagie head known as Shuddy Boy. Oh, unfortunately, that stuff was all incinerated probably minutes after uh, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Is that what they do? Yes. They just incinerate? destroyed. They don't want to clothe the needy? Uh, They... Could you imagine the collector's market for incorrect merch like that? Well, the NFL is protecting their brand. It has nothing to do. I mean, I would assume all the sports leagues do that. They just, it just gets destroyed. No, I thought it, someone told me that they send it to like Africa. Do they? Yeah. I thought that's what they did, but I think I, uh, what? Or just like third world countries that, you know, kids that got or people with poverty, so they give them free clothes. Yeah, that seems like bad press to just incinerate so many articles of clothing just because like, oh, no, 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 we have to protect our brand. I mean, I heard this in college. I don't know if someone was fucking with Kwame or if that was like a legit thing, but. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I, I am incorrect. Jeff is correct. Can you hit the button? I, I will do that today. for you. Let's give him a win. You've just been jeffed. Fucking pussy. The uh, clothing gets collected and shipped to a vetted nonprofit partner in undisclosed locations in Africa, Asia, Eastern Europe, and the Middle East. Oh, so people can't hunt it down and, and resell it? Yeah, so then somebody can't get their hands on it and for $2,000 sell a Super Bowl 57 Philadelphia Eagles uh, Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champion t-shirt. Yeah, but what if you were like the Jason Bourne of merch and you're like that uh, or the, the, the Pez the Pez outlaw, yeah, I, the Pez band. Uh, I, I think uh, the the NFL being that it is a multi much larger corporation than Pez, I think would react a lot but, more swiftly. But what if and Shuddy a lot more cruelly uh than Pez was ever capable of doing to Okay, bad example. I didn't bandit. mean to derail this much. What if okay, let's just go back to Jason Bourne then. You're the Jason Bourne of merch. You fly to these countries. You see a homeless guy wearing an Eagles victory shirt. You whip his ass. You rip it off of him. And then you you do that to many homeless people. You beat the shit out of them. You steal their shirts. Um, and then you trade it. Let's say, just so you're not a complete asshole, sure, you just whipped a homeless guy's ass. But you then in turn gave him 
a Kansas City Queefs winning shirt, and then you take the Eagles <laughs> one, you fly back to the States, <laughs> you list them on eBay, and you do like really short auctions. So like, buy it now is the instant they go up. How much do you think people would be selling? Like, how much would you pay for one of those, Shuddy? Do you have any interest at all? I wouldn't pay for one of those. I, I would... I would not be surprised if the NFL does not have things to alert them if certain phrases are put up on sites like eBay. So you have no interest, Shuddy, but do you think there are Eagles fans out there? There are absolutely people with, you know, more money than brains for sure. I mean, and that's, yeah, but like, that's really, that's me calling the kettle black. Uh, as no need to get racial, Shuddy. Be- behind me, I know you're angry. Um, no, the phrase the pot calling the kettle black, stop it. Um, <laughs> yeah, dead. That's, a, that's an old Confederate phrase, right? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you two. Wow, I expect this kind of behavior from him, Jeff, not from you. I, I felt that we have come to an understanding <laughs> in recent years that, that you know. I established a nice Kevin Kraft connection right there. You, oh, you motherfuckers. You, you motherfuckers. Did. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Um, but there are collectors with endless supplies of money that would pay sure. through the roof for that. It would absolutely be over a thousand dollars if I had to if I had to guess. Okay. Right how about this? Gate. I'm I'm just I'm just spitballing ideas here. So Jason Bourne goes and he and he does his yearly ass whooping of of African and Chinese homeless people. He steals their shit and then he waits. So I'm sure the NFL is like, all right, the second these motherfuckers pop up on eBay, we zap them and then we find this person's address and we encase them in cement and throw them in a river. Yeah, we make that's how them we disappear. Do yeah, that's that's how we handle shit. We're they gonna... uh, they disperse their own team of Jason Bournes. Yeah, and then you get knocked unconscious, and then all of a sudden your remains are in the foundation of a new building going up somewhere. You will never be found. So, let's just say this merch Jason Bourne waits like three years. So, three years ago, who lost the Super Bowl? Three years ago. It'd be the either the Chiefs or the Niners. That was the Chiefs. Okay, so wow, this is coming full circle. So the Queens. Oh no, it was the Niners because this is their second in four years. Okay, so the 69ers, their merch suddenly pops up three years past, and the NFL might not be as trigger happy or might not be on their radar. I. They're still gonna. They're still gonna get it. Yeah, the NFL is the. There's one thing the NFL. I think the thing that the the NFL cares about the most is the shield, the logo, the uh. the league itself. So I think that they watch. They have a team of dedicated people that watch for anything coming up, and that's uh, the the vetting process for these nonprofits has got to be obscene. Yeah, those those poor people. Really going through the ring. You would think if there was actually a market in this in this um, memorabilia or, or stuff that like there's got to be organized crime in one of these smaller countries that could like 
like essentially steal the the goods, the t-shirts, and then put it on eBay themselves, right? Well, do you think like anybody three years been a con before? Do you think anybody would give a shit about three-year-old um, mis misprinted Super Bowl merch? That's that's kind of where I would I disagree with Shuddy, and I, I don't think people really do care about it or would buy it. Like, are really hardcore Philly fans like trying to buy uh, a pre-printed shirt that just kind of reminds them of of a loss? Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's actually like that's happening, really. But like, a lot of times, people do it. But people want what they're told they can't have. So if the NFL is like, no, 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 we have to make sure these never fall into anybody's hands. That kind of yeah. is like, oh, yeah, well, fuck you. I want it. If you tell me I can't. Yeah. It's like if the NFL was like, I just took a big fucking turd in a plastic bag. You guys can't so have it. Everybody's like, I want that turd. So this article about it, the the organization that donates these is called three, Good360. It says, Good360 works to make sure the merchandise doesn't go to waste or end up servicing. Uh-oh, shitty boy's frozen. To ensure that the general public will never see it. It was almost like the NFL was out to get you right there. They didn't want you repeating that. Yeah, sentence. you kind of broke up when you were saying that. Uh, which uh, which Super Bowl was this, by the way? Super Bowl fifty seven. Fifty seven. I'm gonna this search. Guy, I'm gonna one search. That just happened last night, right? Yeah. You're asking. I'm gonna search right now. Eagles Super Bowl fifty seven victory shirt and see if anybody has jumped the gun. Maybe some guy who's in charge of donating all those boxes just like, all right, we're shipping like fifty thousand shirts over there. No one's going to notice this one. Yoink. But it's like, I don't know, you guys just said something that uh, made me think of, I don't know, like, you're just making the point of, like, the NFL not wanting something out there that people will really want, but what if people really don't want this product, you know? Like, that's kind of how I look at it, too. Like, I don't really think there's a market for it, like you're saying. Yeah, I'm not the saying NFL seems to think there is if they're going through all these steps to make sure that it goes to some place that it will never oh. make its way onto the internet. I think I found some. <laughs> Waste doesn't have the internet. <laughs> doesn't every country have the internet? Okay. Um. So this doesn't have the NFL shield on it, but it does have the Super Bowl logo. I'm going to screenshot it and text it to you guys. That's just see so good. This, see if this counts. I don't know is why it I'm available so... on eBay? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I just texted I mean, to you guys. Is this is this the type of thing that they're sending overseas? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, that could be. That could be like I don't know. Uh, like false too. Like it might not be an actual NFL product, but it's all, that's the same difference, right? As stealing, stealing and counterfeiting are just as illegal, right? You would think. Yeah. I imagine it's both like, bum them out. And you get it for $35. Right? I don't think people really want it. And Bradley Cooper ain't buying this shit. <laughs> Who the fuck wants it in red anyway? Yeah. Well, there's another, I guess the, the second slide is probably just the back, right? Well, yeah, I don't know. No, the second slide is a sizing chart. Okay. Yeah. And I love yeah, that I it know. says ships from the United States when we all know it's not coming from the United States. 
Mm. Well, Shuddy, uh, I'm sorry to hear about your loss. It's not something that I give a flying fuck about, but um, I know just, I know you do, and Miguel and all my homies from the Philly area. I know everybody in in that group was looking for a win, and the only person I, I know a- who likes the the Queefs is Richard Christie. So either way, I had a friend who was going to be super pumped off of this, but I would have had more friends pumped off of the Eagles win. I had a hotel booked in Philly for the prospective parade that it broke my heart to have to cancel the booking last night. Ma'am, that is a, that's a weird thing. <laughs> were you, were you Excuse flipping out? Cause I was, I did have a tap. I'm like vomiting all over myself. I did have a tab open on my phone and I was like every so often refreshing the results of the Super Bowl just to see what the score was. And I kept telling Carl, I'm like, oh, Shuddy Boy's still winning. Shuddy Boy's still winning. And then I was like, oh my God, Shuddy Boy's now losing by like a bunch of points. I have no idea what just happened. I mean, I didn't sit down the entire time. I stood up from pretty much the start until the end. Were you wasted? pacing or pacing pacing around nope i had one beer uh wow i one i didn't even i barely ate and i barely drank anything i was uh, nervous and anxiety ridden the entire time and then the last two minutes i was just walking around in circles going it's over it's over there's nothing that's gonna happen it's over and then i had a glimmer of hope i mean we discussed it at not uh, at length in the Easter egg, but there was that glimmer of hope when we stopped him on third down and that fucking holding call happened. That at, once that happened, I knew the game was there was nothing that was going to possibly happen that would turn it around for us. So, but I I didn't respond. People were texting me during it. I didn't respond to anyone. I just could not handle it. It was a very. It was not an enjoyable experience. Was you not drinking or eating much? Have anything to do with COVID, or have you kicked that finally? No, I'm still not feeling so great. But no, mostly it was just because uh, I couldn't. There was I. I couldn't sit down, so I had tried to eat a plate of wings and potatoes, and it was just incredibly difficult. So after I finished that, I just stopped that's so weird i ate some baked goods at one point were you stoned at all yeah i was eating pot brownies (laughs) (laughs) what were the potatoes how were they served was it in a french fried mash uh so portion no like uh hold on I, 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 i have access i'll go grab one real quick like fried smashed potatoes is a was it a like baked potato? Baked potato. <laughs> I mean, have you ever heard of put like that? I'm not crazy, am I here, Kevin? What baked potatoes? He, no, I mean he said potatoes and he. I wouldn't be happy. Potatoes and wings. Well, what is so? I mean, were they Julius O'Brien? There's this spot at Quaker Town Farmers Market called the Coop, and if anybody's ever in the area, I highly recommend it. They have. Uh, fucking amazing fried chicken and stuff and they make potatoes they call them jojo's potatoes and they're like battered in fried chicken batter and then they're deep fried oh so it's like a flat triangle 
So it's a potato, a fried, like a deep fried potato chunk. Oh, that made me hungry. Can you text me one, Shuddy? Yeah. So I got a tray of that and a tray of wings for yesterday. That's solid. How many Jeff, people oh, did you have at your spot? It was just, there were only seven of us. It was a small little thing, you know, Sharon, Draven, Jake, my parents, and Zach. Your parents came? Yep. Or Here you go, did. Mom and Dad. You can sit and, on my uh, my He-Man beanbag. Um, Where's that fucking traitor, Dom? He was with his family. What a piece of shit! I, well, um, family. Fair maybe enough, that's why. Enough. Maybe that's why you guys didn't win. You didn't join forces. The the Eagles needed that collective energy, and you. My mom them. was driving me fucking insane. The juju about uh, about Dom not being there about other stuff. No, first of all, she would not. She was talking incessantly, like leading up to kickoff. Till at one point where I was just like, time to wrap up the idle chit chat, mom. Just, we don't need to, we don't need to talk about anything that's not related to football. And then I can't hear the football being thrown. I would have sent my mom in the patio with little mama. Like you, you out there with the dog. And then, so when the ball would get, she Love her to death. She was rooting for the Eagles, but uh, it was just the most frustrating thing because the second the Chiefs would hike the ball, she would scream, get him. And if like, and then immediately, why aren't they getting him? What are they doing? <laughs> and then when the Eagles would hike the ball, it would, and they would run the, the run pass option. She'd be screaming like, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? I'm like, this is, how they play, like just it's going to happen every and it it happened every fucking time the ball was hiked it was so it was it added to my anxiety because she's screaming at the tv uh it was, are you chain smoking cigarettes the whole super bowl party not chain smoking i smoked more than i wanted to does your mom uh, not watch football does your mom not watch football shuddy like why is she like Wait a second, the Eagles have the ball. Why don't they get a touchdown? You're supposed to get a because touchdown she right now. Watch the, she doesn't watch the Eagles. They watch my dad's a Cowboys fan, so they watch Cowboys games. And <laughs> Dak Prescott plays football a lot differently than Jalen Hurts does. And Jalen Hurts is all over the place. And for my mom, who doesn't really watch football except for the Super Bowl. Like she may be in the room, but she's I don't know how much attention she's really paying. Uh seeing somebody who plays quarterback like a running back is very foreign to her and she just could not she's like he does this every game. I'm like, "Yes, every game." And she's like, "Oh, this is too stressful. I can't. How do you do it?" I'm like, Basically what you see me doing right now, pacing around the room, very unsure of what's about to happen. Uh, she's like, oh, I just, I could not do this in a, a whole season. That I just, I mean, as somebody who doesn't watch football, it is very funny. The thought of picturing Shuddy's mom every time the bad guys do a hike. Oh my God, get him. Why aren't you getting him? You're supposed to get him. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? Get the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) I would have lost my shit. So, Shuddy, you you mentioned that you still feel like dog shit from COVID. Have you plateaued or are you getting slightly better every day? 
No, no. So, I mean, I'm as good as I'm probably going to be for a couple of weeks yet. I'm just, I'm still very congested and hawking up, coughing up loogies. I still have some coughing fits. Otherwise, I feel fine. I'm not like really drain getting drained from anything anymore. I'm working full days without any issue. Like it's, it's, well, I'm, that's be- I'm better. I just, I'm still very like, like it's so uh, it's difficult to breathe through my nose. Uh, you might notice that I sound a little bit raspy. Yeah. I'm definitely more raspy than normal. Uh, so Jeff, what was your Super Bowl like? Cause you don't give a fuck about either of the teams, right? You just care about your bets? Yeah, for the most part. That was actually sick for me, like very profitable. Um, <laughs> I've lost seven of the last eight Super Bowls. So, like, and two of them are heartbreaking with the the uh, with the with um, the Patriots coming back and winning both of them. The only one that I won, actually, was the Eagles one. And even that wasn't totally a win because Shuddy also like, I forget how I worked it out, but like Shuddy had a lot of money that he bet through my bookie as well. And yeah. Cause it wasn't sports betting. Wasn't legal in Pennsylvania yet at that point. Yeah. So I had to bet through Jeff uh, and I did it throughout the entire postseason. So everything I want, I just kept rolling in. Uh, yeah. It's pretty sick. So Jeff, actually. Jeff had a bit, little bit of a bill to pay back to me. Yeah, but I sent it to you right after the you uh, did right you after did. the final whistle. Yep, you did. Um, but no, I did really well. Like I, I, I wrote up like six different out um, Super Bowl props pieces for Outkick, and all of them were profitable. This is probably my best Super Bowl ever. I, I had more money on like the little props in the game. What were some like, of like the silly prop bets? Bet on the Tom Cruise parachuting the game ball prop that was out there in the world somewhere. <laughs> no, I didn't get that one. That's real. That was a real one. thing. That was a real, a real thing that there was a prop bet that Tom Cruise was going to parachute the game ball in. It was. Hold on, let me. I. Yeah, what were the ones that you bet on, Jeff? Nothing that would really interest you. Yeah, oh. honestly, like it was all like if this player would have more or less rushing yards, if this player had more or less receiving yards, I bet like quirky ones, but like not quirky that are cool. That are that, that you like, Oh, that's interesting. Like, like I laid minus, I bet minus minus one seventy that the shortest touchdown would be less than one and a half yards. That doesn't do anything to you. Right. No. Kind of like, yeah, all right. Whatever. Nope. Like, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> like, you don't even know how long an average touchdown is, so you don't care. Like it's so I bet a lot, of, a lot of weird little shit like that. But it was like pretty f- profitable because I, I pretty much hit all of them. So the it was will Tom Cruise parachute into the stadium and hand deliver to the game ball referees? Yes, was plus twenty five hundred. No, was <laughs> minus fifteen thousand. Oh, they have, I think DraftKings, this is a bit of a tangent, DraftKings has a a prop out for the new Scream movie and who the killer is going to be. Was it Scream? Scream is it 6. Is it Scream 6, it's in Manhattan though or whatever, it's in New York City. Yeah, they're following the, the Friday the 13th franchise. 
They threw they yeah. threw Jason in Manhattan. Now they're throwing Ghostface in Manhattan. Yep. So they have a market for that. I think it's DraftKings. And who's going to be the killer? Who's Ghostface in the new screen? The the one that this is for Shuddy because this really isn't going to matter to you. My favorite prop bet that I won Shuddy is I bet over or under, excuse me, Boston Scott eight and a half rushing yards. And if you remember, his first rush was nine yards. His second one was minus two, and his last one was one. <laughs> so I won by a half yard. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's just kind of how, how how hot I ran though yesterday. That was my favorite win. Did you have a packed house for the the party? Yeah, we had a good turnout. I think there was like ten of us here. Um, the homie Brendan from the Black uh, Irish podcast. I don't know if you've ever met him before, Kevin, but he's Puminati. Um, I think he ran into our podcast through the Alice show, but has stuck with us and I think is a is an actual like Puminati. Nice. He came over. Um Jeff Lee and his girl came over. You, you remember Jeff Lee, right? You, yeah. You hung out with him on my birthday. Paul actually couldn't. He was sick. Oh shit. And like, I mean, it's tradition. Paul comes over every Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Super Bowl. So that sucked. Um my brother's girlfriend. And and her brother were here. Who else? Uh, Rich, his his lady and and their kid was here. So oh wow, it's a I saw, family event. I saw cool. on your a hell of a spread for all those people. Have any leftovers? <laughs> I have so much leftovers. It's stupid. I yeah, was really there... hoping Paul would come through and help. Do we have a whole Whole Foods pizza? Is there anything missing from your leftovers? Yeah, did anything meet a tragic end? Yeah, lost some shrimp cocktail before we started recording. You guys, I think you'll hear about it in the fucking Easter egg. I love fried shrimp. I fucking love shrimp. shrimp. (laughs) I didn't even want to talk about it. It it bums me out so so much. Shrimp cocktail is like one of my favorite things. I was looking forward to polishing it off over the next day or two. and Just... Fell out of my refrigerator and spilled out all over the fucking kitchen floor. I didn't, honestly, you guys brought this up in the Easter egg. I didn't even think of like watching it. And I, I wouldn't have either way. Like either way, it was always going in the trash. Are you, are you just like instantly grossed out that it touched the floor? Yeah. I mean, shrimp, I guess... shrimp has fucking doo-doo lines that go down the middle. I know. Like, I you can know. wash floor particles off unless it fell in like a puddle of little mama's diarrhea. Yeah, unless your floor is that gross. No, we, we that we leads to the, another whole conversation. No, we had the cleaners come in. We have cleaners come through like every month or six weeks and just do like a a full cleaning of the apartment. So our shit was then like we had them come over Friday. It was really, really nice. Everything was clean. Yeah, I mean cocktail shrimp, especially they don't have any seasoning or anything on them. Put little rinse off and then yeah, I mean, good to go. I mean, once it hit the floor, it was over. Was so done. this happened like three minutes before we started recording. I'm looking at the timer, including the Easter egg. We've been going for 42 minutes. Are you sure you don't want to just run to the kitchen right now and pick them out of the trash and run no. them under the tap? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't have specifics, but it feels like this attitude does not align with your personality, Kevin. You would have. You would have picked up the shrimp, cleaned it, and saved it. If I was, you would have done that. Yeah, if I was that dead set, 
Like, it clearly means so much to you. Like, it, it ruined your fucking day. I, dude, I know, I know it doesn't gel with my, one. with my personality, but I've said this on the show before. I will eat around a hair. If, if there's a hair in my food, I will pluck it out and I will finish it because. Yeah. Worst case scenario, it's a pube. No, actually, I guess worst case scenario is it's an ass hair, and that could have poop <laughs> on it, and that's kind of that's a bummer. Now that I might be talking myself out of this habit, but yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I've, as you're saying, you don't. Yeah. Like if you think um, about it, hair. As long as we're not talking about like grundle anus, it's it's not the grossest thing in the world. What about nose, ear? Is that really? Like, is that awesome? Do you really want to eat that? I think the chances of it being a nose or ear hair are pretty slim. Like, how often I mean, are you shedding? Like, when, when I see a nose hair that has breached the perimeter of my nostril and I pluck it and then sneeze 17 times. Exactly. Like, how is how often has a, like a, a nose hair just fallen out of your nose? You have to rip it out by the roots and then sneeze for a half hour. I mean, I feel like it's it's a lot easier for a, a nose or ear hair to mistakenly get into a dish than like a, um, an ass hair or a nut hair. Well, or I mean, an, a, an ass hair <laughs> or a grundle hair or it's intentional. It's intentional. Yeah, that is. Yeah. There's right. no way that that's there's no there's no situation <laughs> where that happens accidentally. That's what I'm saying, though. If you see a hair in your food, why wouldn't you be like, well, this isn't good, right? It, the, I mean, the best case is that it falls out of someone's, I don't know, beard or, or their off their head. Yeah, and hairs aren't, aren't really all that gross. went into their underpants and then... And that's bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, a single strand of hair isn't like the grossest thing in the world to me. It's not absorbent or anything so it's not like soaking up slime gross to me until it's a clump yeah if there was like a fucking hairball in my spaghetti i'm not i'm not eating around it what are we talking about here (laughs) (laughs) the fucking shrimp was fucking all over the floor i'm gonna pick it up and put a fucking like strainer and wash it off what are you talking about you're jeff clark you're no pussy you're not a pussy jeff clark eat those fucking shrimp that's Jesus. fucking ridiculous. No, no. I, they were going straight in the garbage. As soon as they hit the ground, they're going in the garbage. No. I, guess, I don't know, man. I, I, I guess it's easier because I won betting the Super Bowl yesterday. I don't know. I'll buy another fucking trim cocktail, I guess. I don't and you know. know what? I'll throw those in the trash too and buy a third one and eat that. I'm <laughs> a fucking baller. Fuck it. All because of Boston Scott. Only rushing for eight yards. Man. Well, that's a bummer. That you lost your shrimp, Shuddy. It's a bummer you lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think I'm more disappointed about my shrimp than Shuddy is the Super Bowl. Well, yours is I, more recent. If we recorded I, uh, this episode the second after the Eagles lost, we probably would be getting a different Shuddy. I was very silent. Uh, like everybody dispersed pretty much right after. And I just went right to the Righteous Gemstone rewatch to just yeah. Well, that'll that'll turn your change spirits the vibes. Around. Change uh, the vibes, you know. How long is uh, this going to? How long are you going to suffer for this, Shuddy Boy? Like Valentine's I mean, Day this, is tomorrow. Is it going to linger? This hurt. This is. There's. We should not have lost this game. This and the fact that a lot of players are free agents and we're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts. 
the likelihood of having a season like this again is. Well, I feel like this is at least the second time since we've been doing MSPH that the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. It is that I mean, and so you know, there's hope. Uh, it's just it's a a big time bummer, and I'm uh, not going to think much about football for until I guess free agency starts. Hmm. You know, take a couple weeks off and just not listen to. I mean, by the end of this week, sports talk radio is going to go over to baseball and I don't give a fuck about spring training for the Phillies. So I think today was the first time it, I, I know for a fact today was the first time in months that I listened to a podcast in the car uh, because I always had sports radio on. Oh, did you listen to the whole with, um, 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 is it Oates? They had one of the guys uh, from yeah, Hall and Oates. Hall, Hall oh, or Oates. Yeah, either Hall or Oates. Uh, uh, just, no, just working in a plug for Rob Springs. All fantasy, everything. Ah, okay. That's uh, um, regular on Doug Loves Movies. Brendan? Sean Jordan. Sean Jordan. I, I was close. No, I wasn't. And Ian Carmel and David Borey. Uh, it's, it's a real good show. Speaking of the whole... They recently had, I always fuck this guy's name up, Neil Tyson DeGrasse. DeGrasse? DeGrasse? <laughs> How do you say it? Neil, the what? astrophysicist dude. What's that? Uh, like DeGrasse High? Drake got to start there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Neil Tyson Drake. That guy. <laughs> well, I guess I was brought up, and the fact that I'm alien, I'm an alien truther, was brought up to to Neil. We'll call him. Hopefully, he's all right with that. I still got to listen to the podcast, but I texted you this too, Kevin. You didn't fucking respond. We're shooting down like UFOs daily. We've shot down like four of these fucking things. Have yeah. you have you seen any news about this? Yeah, I mean it's it's been all over social media. People <laughs> think it's aliens. I mean, the Pentagon and NORAD really aren't doing anything to, like, convince otherwise. Like, they're like, yeah, we don't really know what it is. And, uh... I mean, the fact the that it happened... shut down. The fact that it happened, like, a day or two after a Chinese spy balloon got shot down, it was just like, okay, what are the coincidences that we shoot down in a Chinese spy balloon and then aliens show up? It's like, it's probably just more fucking spy balloons. Well, it was, I actually was going to throw out the conspiracy theory during the editorial call, uh, outkick when they had, when they were discussing this, that maybe it wasn't a Chinese spy balloon. It was actually a UFO and they tried to blame it and the Chinese to like distract people from the fact that aliens were coming. And, and the Chinese are like, wait, what the fuck? Why am I catching stray shots? What did we do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't send a spy balloon over there. We got bigger fish to fry right now. Well, here, here are my thoughts know. on it. I was thinking, like, okay, a lot of people on Twitter, because it, it is fun to jump to aliens. Aliens are cool. Like, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that makes your butthole pucker up. Are they going to be good aliens? Are they going to be bad aliens? If they are fucking aliens, and we're shooting their shit down, we haven't even discovered a planet somewhere that has intelligent life on it or any kind of life for, for that matter, other than like microscopic bullshit. 
So not only have these motherfuckers found us, but they've reached us. They are like leagues ahead of us technologically. So we are basically cattle. We should not be fucking with them. If aliens actually do come here, uh, I say we hinge our bets on just being like, hey, alien dudes, fucking come on in. Have some shrine frimp. Yeah, go to my Super Bowl party. Yeah. Like launching missiles at them. They'll be like, okay, um, fire up the laser beam and just wipe this planet out from orbit. Like, we can't hold a fucking candle at anything they they can do. If they can find us, we don't even know they exist, and they found us. We're fucked. This is the counterpoint. We we also just can't have things we don't know. We don't know what they are just flying around in our airspace. That's true. You have to shoot it down. But the other thing, like, people that, that are, like, the second things get detected, they're like, shoot it down! Why are we shooting it down? What if it's a fucking balloon full of diseases... And whoever sent it to us is counting on us just going off of a hair trigger reaction, shooting it down, and then it lands and explodes fucking disease bombs all over us. I mean, I guess we're fucked, but like you kind of have to do that, right? I don't know. You can't let that thing throw the, whatever it is, possibly throw the first punch, and then you're playing defense. Like you shoot it down and see what the fuck it is. I'd like to think that our government, when it detects these things, can sort of do like a little scannery do on it and see what's up. Um, and because it seems like the first one, they they spotted the balloon, they they analyzed it, they scanned it, and then they're like, all right, let's let's we're we're jamming its signal, so it can't pick up any more shit. Let's wait until it drifts to a safer area, so when we shoot it down, it doesn't land on someone's house and fucking kill them too. It does seem like they they found this thing, they jammed it, it got over the ocean, over the water, they shot it down, and now they have it. I feel like shooting stuff down right away might be jumping the gun a little bit. Again, I don't want a fucking zombie disease getting shot down, and now I gotta deal with fucking zombies. I don't need that shit right now. I'm too busy. Hey, you got a movie to make. I hear you. Thinking well, about yourself, fucking aliens, or look if it's gonna fuck up airspace. my movie, it's gonna fuck up everybody else's life too. Yeah, can't have production shut down in John Cooper. Am I right? These fucking aliens. No, I mean that that would just be my luck. Like, I at, finally at forty years old, I'm about to make my first movie, <laughs> and like, ah, shit, guys, we got to cancel the shoot. Aliens are taking over the earth. <laughs> the yeah, script gets in Leo's hands. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio wants to be John Cooper. Yeah. You know, it's been a while since I've done an indie film. I actually don't think I've ever done an indie film. I want to end my career with that and then just fuck chicks on boats for the rest of my life. Which begs the question, what is more likely, Leonardo DiCaprio doing a Kevin Kraft movie or an alien invasion? If, <laughs> I, th- I think I, th- I would make you a heavy favorite, even though it's, you know, it's a tall order. I'll take it. I'll take that. What do you think? You think the, well, what do you think the odds are the, that there's an alien invasion? I think the odds of an alien invasion are a billion and one to one, and the odds of Leo doing my movie are a billion to one. Okay. All right. So it's tight. Yeah. Neck and neck. <laughs> Speaking of which, how is uh, any, any developments on the, uh, the film business? I was kind of hoping I would have something bigger, but 
I guess I can tease this stuff. I mean, part of the reason why I do keep mentioning updates on this is to sort of hold my feet to the fire. And it's like, well, you can't let things fall apart now because then you're going to look like the biggest ass clown ever for talking it up and having it not going through. So this is just sort of me, you know, locking myself in, painting myself into a corner here. Putting your back against the wall. It does look like, you know, nothing is guaranteed, nothing's locked in, nothing's signed. But it looks like by the end of this week, I should have paperwork to partner up with a production company. And then once that's looked over and given the thumbs up and I sign it, I believe that officially puts John Cooper in pre-production. So Fuck yeah. It seems like it seems like things are, are good, but I know I know how, how quickly the rug can get pulled out from underneath me, so nothing is a guarantee. But it seems oh. good. Seems seems likely. So hopefully by next week I'll have better news. Yeah, I'm talking <sighs> for good news. So I what I ended up doing for the Super Bowl, um, I was with Carl, and we were kind of thinking, I bet you everybody's going to be inside watching the Super Bowl, so when the Super Bowl starts, let's go play tennis, because all the courts will be open. So I played about two hours of tennis during the Super Bowl. When I wasn't playing Splatoon, you know the uh, the hit Nintendo franchise, very fun. I know now is probably not the right time, just when he's about to hit it big, Jeff. But I think we need to make a break from Kevin after hearing this. It's terrible. I mean, what were you expecting after years of knowing this guy? This is just how he operates. What? So your logic was strong, though, right? There was no one at the tennis courts. Yeah, because a lot of times when we go to play tennis, we're driving around for like a half hour, 45 minutes to all the different courts trying to find one that's not being used. And we were like, well, you know what? We can actually go to one of the good courts because nobody's going to be there. And it worked out. On gay Agassi over here. You know what, shuddy boy? I'm going to take that barb with pride because I'm getting better. I'm getting better at tennis. (laughs) I tell you what, I'm not I'm not getting better at feeling okay the day after. I'm fucking thrash, man. Everything on me is sore. One of those sports were fucking penis Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's one of those sports. I was like, it's interval training, so it's hard to get used to it. Like you have to like play a lot of tennis and like build the muscles for tennis to get used to it. It's like basketball in that sense. I, I I should have set my camera up and filmed this one because I'm at a point now where you when Carl hits the ball to me and it's not going on either my left or my right side, it's like coming directly at me, my brain short circuits and I don't know what to do. So I'll usually hop up in the air and my awkward bone structure will flop out like this and then I hold the tennis racket upside down and knife and like hit it back at her that way. Instead of stepping to one so you side or the other. hand in front of you? Yeah. Like this? Yep. An upside down frontwards backhand. While jumping. Yes. I get a little bunny she, hop in. And then Carl laughs her ass off. And sometimes she's laughing so hard she can't hit the ball back to me. And I, and I, I get a point. 
Who do you guys actually keep score? No, no, we don't even serve for real. Every now and then we will, but we just <laughs> drop the ball on the ground and whack it at each other. We just hit the ball back and forth when we can. And when we get a volley going, we, we get so pumped. We're like, oh, that was awesome. Fuck yeah. That's that's adorable. Do you guys do you guys know how to keep score? Like, is that is it even an option? I know, no, I know <laughs> vaguely, but I don't remember the order. I know it goes like from fifteen to thirty, and then forty. Yep. Okay, I guess I do. Oh. Yeah, I know it's okay. stupid. There's no rhyme or reason to it. That's very a very stupid way to keep score. Um, but I. My my knees are so thrashed, and like the other day, I was doing some squats in the living room, and my knees were making such disgusting noises. I had to take my phone out and record it. Cause dude, my knees do this too. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it sounds like, but if I like do squats or just extend it, it cracks. Yeah, mine mine crunch, and then when I stand up again, my knees will pop. That I mean, that happens for the most part. Like when I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and I stand up to go refill my water or something, my knees will both do like a high-pitched click. And my ankles, too. I'm very, very clicky. There's no way I can sneak up on anybody at this point in my life. But this is... I, I held the phone right up to my knee and recorded a voice memo, and I figured, you know, instead of going to a doctor... Um, I'll just ask the internet because they always give you non-gruesome, best-case scenario feedback with medical things. I hope you guys Perfect. can hear it too because sometimes I know the buttons don't transfer through. Are you, are you playing it? Not yet. I'm going to play it right okay. now. Kind of sounds like... Not as loud armpit farts. Yeah, there's like the the crunch and then the pop, and the pop is when I stand yeah. up with my knees clicking. Yep. Gross. Is that what your knees sound like, Jeff? I mean, it's, I don't know, you have like a little bit more of a crunch to yours. Yeah. Like it's almost like a chewing crunch. Yeah, it's like somebody has a one little pop. It's like somebody has a fistful of Rice Krispie treats and they're just crushing it in their hand. Oh, that reminds me. Oh, you want to get a boner? So Carl for Valentine's Day is making Rice Krispie treats with peanut butter M&Ms baked into them. What? Well, yeah, a boy, yoing, 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 yoing. we were we, we actually brought it up, brought this. You obviously just... don't know how Rice Krispie treats are made. Oh yeah, I guess you don't bake them. You just you them yeah, there's no bake. No, there's no baking involved. Okay, whatever. She also threw this by me instead of using but I like rice. That idea. In, instead of using Rice Krispies to make the treats. She's considering using Reese's peanut butter puff cereal. And then 
mixing that. So it's almost like a cereal bar. Yeah, a cereal bar with peanut butter M&Ms mixed into it, bonded by soft, gooey marshmallow. Thoughts? And it sounds wonderful. When we were discussing the Super Bowl party, we were... Bill threw out the idea of perhaps Carl, if you guys were to come baking her snickerdoodle cookies, because that would be an absolute just gem to add to the any spread, really. I mean, yeah. Her cookies are fucking great. Um, I'm sure this is going to be delicious. Is it, is it like a Valentine's Day gift to you? Is that what she's doing it for? It's Valentine's Day treats for both of us. She, she has heart-shaped cookie cutters, too, so she's going to shape the actual treats into hearts. Huh, that's wonderful. Good for you, Kevin. Good for you. <laughs> I just, when she told me about that, my jaw hit the floor and I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking ready for that. Do you have your Valentine's Day moves planned? Yes. We're doing a fancy dinner tomorrow night and I'm I'm pretty sure, like if she is going to spy listen to this, she won't hear it before we, we go out. So I... I got her uh, a Reese's peanut butter heart because she said no gifts, but I know what that means. So, big Reese's peanut butter cup heart, heart shaped, and flowers. Nice. What are you? Where are you guys going for dinner? Moza. We're hitting up Joe what? B's spot. Yep. That place is delicious. Yeah, I had to wait. They only take reservations three months in advance. So I woke up that morning when I knew it was three months from Valentine's Day and snagged us a spot because I know they go like instantly. Do you know if they have like a Valentine's Day specific menu? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Either way, I know we're we're in for some delicious Joe B goodness. Yeah, you got to like lock in to $250 per person, but you get like a six-course meal or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. They, places usually do something like that. I know, and it's kind of annoying too because I like their well, normal menu. But, I mean, you've been to Moza. They fucking – that place is insane. I'm sure yeah. even if they do throw out a special menu, it's all going to be good. Oh, absolutely. I think – like I feel like you can make an argument that the special or – like a mandatory special meal would be would be good because it like forces you to, to try something maybe you wouldn't have ordered otherwise and maybe you run into something that's pretty bomb that that's you true. wouldn't have, or wouldn't have gotten otherwise so well um if anybody in the Puminati knows anything about knee injuries and can tell me why my knees sound like rice krispie treats that would be that would be welcomed i just Ooh, it just seems unfair is it an injury I don't know, because it's like, I never fucking, I mean, I kind of played sports if you want to get technical, but like, I was on the fucking golf team, I was on the wrestling team for one year with, with at Bing Boing School, so that doesn't exactly count. I tried to play basketball when I was in grade school, and I didn't know the rules, and everybody hated me for it, so that didn't last long. But I did skate, you know? In the in the yeah. early nineties when fucking rollerblading, like Ooh, let's go grind some rails. I was one of those chodes with fucking rollerblades hiding under my big bell bottom Jenkos. Uh I fell a bunch doing that. I fell a bunch skating. I 
did those stunt videos for a billion years, and I'm sure that fucked my knees up. The one time in particular, holy shit, shuddy boy, in the dorms at Kutztown, Mr. Ski was like pushing me on some weird sled we bought at Walmart or something. And I got the speed wobbles and fell. And my knee, when I fell sideways, went into someone's doorway and just bashed on the corner of the door frame. And I was going so fast that when I hit it, it like spun me. So I like ricocheted off it and spun on the floor. And I had this super dark line going just straight across my knee. And then a week later, it just expanded and my entire knee was black and I limped for a couple of weeks. So I'm sure that did something. Knees seem to be a very bitchy joint. Like, you do one thing to them once and it haunts you for the rest of your life. It's like, fucking... Be cooler, knees. What the fuck? I mean, you don't, like, your knee doesn't act up when you're playing tennis, right? It kind of does. Like, I never... Okay. Fair enough. Like, once we get past an hour of playing, you know, my knees hurt a little bit. I wonder if that's, like, oh, you know what? Lack of, like, athleticism. Or just, like, you don't work out enough type thing. I wonder if it's because I've jacked off kneeling so many times. I mean, that probably doesn't help. Damn. You know what? That's totally what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's a good place to start. I got betrayed by my penis. I think, I think it was more your brain. That yeah, began. I don't know that you can blame that on your penis. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk this up to my brain and my penis conspiring against me. This is their fault. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I slightly disagree. I feel like you could have found another way to jerk off than being on your knees. But <laughs> hey, I guess the dick wants what it wants, right? <laughs> I got irrationally angry about something if I can tell you guys about it. I I don't know if I'm on the right or wrong side of it. I don't think I'm on the wrong side. And I think Shuddy's going to totally agree with me here. But my neighbor, her and her husband have a a, a, got a puppy somewhat Uh, recently. You met him, actually. Blix. You know Blix, right? Remember Blix? uh, Sure. Little brown dog. Um, oh yeah, that was that was like fiddling around with little mama when I showed up that one time. Yeah, and wasn't that on my birthday? Right, I it was so, it yeah. was my birthday, so it was like after we were out boozing, and then we come home to have some cake, if I remember this correctly. And Blix was just running around in our little like area, but it is kind of it is like a gated area, gated like apartment community. Yeah. Anyways. Blix got out and Blix is missing and they put up post-its around the neighborhood and, um, but like made like a profile on next door. I don't know if you're familiar with next door. It's like, Oh yeah. I sold some stuff on next door once and now I constantly get these fucking emails sent to me. Like what's popular on next door. And it's always some whiny Karen that I want to just hit with a baseball bat. Like you fucking pussies. Absolutely. Dude. It took me years to get off the next door email list. I don't, I do not envy your situation at all. Like I finally got off the next door email list. I don't even, it was such a pain in the ass. Like unsubscribe didn't work. Oh yeah. I've tried. I've tried. Didn't work for me. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. You have to hear these fucking boomer Karens whine all day. 
It's like this is why I stopped using Facebook to get away from whining boomers. Some of it's funny, right? I don't know because you you only get these long. You'll get you'll read like these lengthy complaints about the most dumbest, the dumbest shit. But it's like someone's really like triggered, like pissed off, like someone's day is ruined, and you're reading about it. It's kind of I don't know. Sometimes it made me laugh. By me, it's always people like complaining about the homeless. Well, yeah, I'd assume your next door is not stoked about Poop Slime Alley. No, 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 they hate it. No, the Redondo Beach was always pretty random complaints. Anyways, she posted um, to next door this other one, this other, I don't know, message board, community message board, and posted signs outside on, like, different telephone poles, shit like that. And I'm just really, like, kind of mad at her. Like, I'm fucking annoyed. And, like pissed off at what kind of a shitty dog owner her and her husband are. And maybe that's not the first place that my mind should go, but that's, that's just, they're so fucking stupid and they're so reckless and the dog got out and that's on them. Do you know, do you know the backstory of what, Of, of how the dog escaped them? No, I mean, it's probably she lets the dog, like, hang out. Like, you saw the dog just kind of run up to the gate. But, like, sometimes, like, if an Amazon guy comes to drop off the package, he doesn't close the door. So, so she just lets, probably what happened. She lets, they, they let the dog have free reign inside the fenced-in apartment complex area? Yeah. And nobody, and is that against time. the rules? I'm, I'm not trying to be a next-door Karen, just trying to, you know, gather information. No, there's only, like four or five apartments in our little community. So like, we're all cool with it. Right. No one cares. And like little mama could do that, but I don't really let her. And she doesn't, she doesn't even really want to go outside. (laughs) We we have a big (laughs) enough apartment where she can hang out. But this one time I was coming back from walking little mom, we were getting coffee and we were down at the end of the street and Blix is running towards us. And we ended up like, like her and uh, Blix and Allie meet and like, they're playing around and like, I picked Blix up and like, seriously, like a good three minutes later, the owner comes out like, Oh my God. Oh, I didn't know where she or where Blix went. Thank you for you found her or you found him. Excuse me. And like, I, from then I was thinking like, how fucking careless are you with this fucking dog? And one time when we went to Vegas for my birthday, we had her dog sit and she's asked me before, like, hey, why don't you let Allie come down and hang out with Blix and they can have like, a little doggy play date and I'll watch them. And I just now I think about these offers and I think about her like babysitting Allie and think if Allie got out, if she lost Allie, my reaction and I, it would probably I would, I would be the most angry ever. Like it would be. <laughs> It would look like like the crime scene would look like a fucking Eli Roth movie. I, I would probably like chain her up and then torture her husband in front of her. Like that would be like the, <laughs> my, the first place my brain went. Like if I let her dog sit Allie and she just was like, oh, I wasn't paying attention. She got out like someone would have to die. Someone would have to go. Well, I do know I'm you so are mad. You're a very passionate dog owner, you know? You love little mama. You pamper That's... little mama. She's got a very good life living in House Clark. 
Absolutely. So I could see, yeah, other people, like the people that fucking live upstairs for me, they're, they're grandfathered in. You're not supposed to have cats or dogs here, even though the guy who fucking waited uh, by the mailboxes to go, you're welcome, after he just like nudged the gate open when I was like half a block away, whatever. That guy, he's relatively new. I've been living here longer than he has, yet he's got a fucking dog. It's a service animal thing. They can't stop it. Yeah, and so I guess you buddy, can just get one anywhere. But the people upstairs from me, they're grandfathered in, and they have this fucking cat, and they're constantly leaving the door open, and the cat will just be wandering around my courtyard. And the door that Captain, you're welcome, nudged with his foot, like you can literally, like a butterfly can queef on that door, and it'll fling open, and then it takes like five minutes for it to shut. It's like on such a slow hinge. So those that cat can get out like anywhere. And there'll, there'll be like mass text sent out from the manager being like, um, there's a cat running around the pool. Can somebody come grab it? And it's them. They always leave their fucking door open and the cat just wanders around. Yeah. It's, dude, the, the same lady has two cats. She has two cats and a dog and the cats will be like hanging out on my porch every now and then. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Your fucking cats out of here. I fucking hate cats, dude. I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, honestly, I I thought about kicking them, but I just like I'm too old to be kicking it. Like that's too fucked up. But, yeah, wait, what's the what's the age cutoff where you're you're supposed to stop kicking cats? <laughs> I stopped when I was like 15. I was like, all right, this isn't cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, like. Am I wrong to have that reaction? Like no. my first thought was like, I feel bad for her. Like, oh my God, if I lost my dog, that'd be terrible. But immediately after I was like, she's a terrible pet owner. And f- what a fucking asshole. I mean, the little they are getting all asshole. of the information. I agree with you. It's a pattern of behavior. Exactly. Also, thank you. Shutting. Every dog that I've ever owned, which hasn't been a lot, but like, you know, dog owned by my mom or my sister, like family members, most dogs that I've encountered, they don't want to be away from you. Right. You know, they, they always want to like run back to you. If they run away and you call their name, they come back. Like if your dog runs away, that makes me think they don't even want to fucking be near you. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. If also I, a puppy. yeah, I, the dog the, MJ likes to, if she would get out, she would wander. She would go off on an adventure. Ah, the adventures of MJ. All right, well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I've never... That's happened a couple of times, but she also has anxiety when I'm not around. So it's not like she was, like, packing her bags and piecing out. She just went exploring. Yeah. Well, it also sounds like they need to chip that dog, too. It's a teeny tiny puppy, so somebody could have snatched it up. That's also a concern that I have, is, like, it being dog-napped, like... If it didn't well, have I'm not even meaning dog napped. A... I just, this cute little dog runs away and somebody sees it and there's no way to find out who it belongs to. Somebody, you know? Yeah. Like, have, hey, I got a dog. Have you, have you met Lucy? Is Lucy Blix, maybe? Did Kevin snatch this dog? For, for <laughs> I have Carl. not met Lucy. But <laughs> what Carl's kind of dog is Blix? Oh, I forget. It's like a little brown thing. Yeah, I always forget. I think I even asked. I'm like, oh, what kind of dog is this? And they told me, and I, I instantly forgot. Yeah, me too. Like several so times. So not ago. a Yorkie. I don't think so. 
uh, it could be like a Yorkie mix, but it's yeah, it's either way. Carl got Lucy before or after they had Blix, so she's got an alibi here. Yeah, it's all good. I've also noticed um, that Blix's anal glands need to be extracted. You guys are bad dogs. I could do that with my she, teeth, you know. When she texted like the apartment complex group chat, which I don't even know. I guess she has all of our numbers independently and then put us on a group chat, which whatever. It's not like it's an active group chat. But, <laughs> it's not popping. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, no. Uh, like, it, does it have like its tags on it? Uh, did, is someone going to be able to call you if they find it? And she's like, no, it doesn't have tags, but it's microchipped. I got to be honest. I have no idea what that means. And I didn't so want to there's a, It's a tracker. So is it like a find an iPhone? Like I was like, yeah. that's what I was thinking in my head. So it, they put it, they inject a, a microchip into the back of the dog. Yeah. And then if somebody finds it, it takes it to a vet. They take out a scanner. They scan for the chip and it has the owner's information on it. Oh, I'm like douche Ventura. No shit. So if they never take it to the vet or they don't ever have it scanned. Correct. This fucking lady, what a moron. <laughs> I fucking hate her. By the way, I, I should mention, Jeff, that uh, Carl yeah. was very entertained by your Super Bowl TV setup. Armageddon on the top left and then Maverick, uh, Top Gun Maverick on the top right. And then the Super Bowl playing on the gigantic screen, main screen underneath it. Don, you guys should have came over. I had something for everyone there. Yeah, but like, what? What the? I'm, I'm guessing you didn't have all three of their volumes up. No, no, the the uh, the Super Bowl took precedent over Armageddon. Even though, I mean, I just I just act out Armageddon. I just tell everyone the lines anyway, so we're good. It's covered. And also, like to to go back to Shuddy, like what if what if I showed up and I was like Shuddy's mom. Like I'm constantly talking, I'm talking through the game. I'm like, oh, why don't they get him? Like I'm, I'm constantly trying to talk about things that aren't football because I don't give a shit. I know you guys think it's weird that I don't care about the Super Bowl, but I don't care about football. That'd be like if the. So like, why would you ask about it? Like annoyingly, if the if the, if the, if the, the gay porn version of Avatar Two came out. Like, no, but Jeff, you don't understand. It's got such a huge budget. Why don't you want to watch this gay porn? Like, if I don't want to watch the rest of the gay porn, why do I, why do I want to watch the super gay porn? Well, that's your argument for not going to the party in the first place. But if you're at the party, you can read the room. And if everyone's watching the game and not talking, I don't think you're going to like be the one to just randomly bring up conversation about rules and ask about rules you're not even going to fucking remember or care about. Like, that's not, that yeah. doesn't sound like Kevin. So, like, I yeah, feel like you would chill and eat the pizza and drink the beer and probably not even pay attention to the, to the, to the game very much. That's how, well, that's, that would be my prediction for, yeah, I think that's why we, we just defaulted to play tennis in Splatoon. You guys are just bitches. You should come over, drink some beers. Do Super Bowl squares next year. It'll be fun. Eat some pizza. It's just a, a communal event. And when Armageddon and Top Gun stopped playing, I put on Braveheart and South Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What was what were the comments from everybody else? Like, wow, you have three TVs in your living room, and you have Top Gun Maverick and Armageddon playing at the same time. Like, did you get props? Yeah, most mostly every well, not mostly everyone who replied was like, "That's awesome!" But of course, it's awesome. <laughs> the two greatest movies ever in the Super Bowl. <laughs> So what a wonderful experience. Well, speaking of movies, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't go to the theater. I didn't necessarily see anything brand new, but Carl and I put on an Oscar-nominated film for this year up for Best Animated. We watched The Sea Beast on Netflix. I don't know if that's on either of your guys' radar. Is it like... Like C the letter beast, like hyphen beast, or is it like C yeah, biscuit but C beast? It stands for the cunt beast. No, it's S S E A C beast. All right, like the Loch Ness monster type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. And like, I I know you guys aren't as into those like CG animated movies as I am, but definitely not. Dude, this one. I mean, fucking I tell you a one one. What's an example of a CG Toy animated Story? movie? Okay, so all are all Pixar movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, like Pixar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with those. But I, I I saw this one on Netflix when it got released. Like you know, it was in all the banners and shit, and I I kind of just dismissed it. And then I saw uh, Ginger and Juice on Letterbox D gave it like a good score and and watched it like a couple of times and I was like oh shit I wonder if this and then when it got nominated for an Oscar I was like all right let's fuck it let's watch this thing so here's the thing the difference between you and Ginger he has children yeah I know but he also plays Fortnite cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true and so he, do I so we're both kind of children so, like, a lot of times when, when Ginger gives something a good review on the D, I'm, I'm more inclined to watch it. Uh, but Carl and I put it on, and it was a fucking hit. It had some of the most, like, detailed, realistic animation I've ever seen in one of these things. And it's essentially a fucking pirate kaiju movie. Like, like Pacific Rim, Godzilla. Like, it's pirates fighting these gigantic fucking monsters. And the the way they do the scale is really, really well done. The story's really good. It was fucking sick. Like, no bullshit. I was, I was, I, I think I liked it a little bit more than Carl, but we were both like, oh, wow, that was, that was definitely fucking time well spent. Nice, dude. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll suck... Four, four sea beast dicks. I don't know how I'm nice. going to fit those gigantic dicks in me, but I'll find a way. Um, if anyone can, it's you, Kevin. <laughs> I got nothing yeah. to review either, honestly. Um, you're not into... Um, you didn't watch Next Level Chef last night, did you? I did. I watched it today so I could discuss it with you, Jeff, because I knew you were watching it. Nice. Kevin really watched it before we recorded. 
But it's not. It wasn't um, the start of a season, right? It was like. Yes, it was. Oh, okay. Because you've been talking about it for a while, so I just thought it was like the middle of the season or something. No, it was the first episode. It's up on Hulu. Oh, beanbags! The whole Super Game, like or Super Bowl post game thing, was like sponsored by Next Level Chef. Like they gave it the fucking full treatment. I know you're. Oh. You follow Gordon on Instagram, but he was at the Super Bowl, yeah. like on the sideline, hanging out with like everyone. Yeah, he had he, like all. He was posting a ton during the Super Bowl, and him like shaking hands with people and hobnobbing like and shit, and Paul Rudd and like yeah. everyone. All right. Well, that that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So. Hell of a lead in Gordon, Gordon, fucking like massive international superstar at this point. I mean, we all know that, but like, yeah, I mean, you have the Super Bowl being like, hey, now stick around and watch Gordon Ramsay's next level chef. Like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay, we need you and your power dick. Yeah, finish this night off for us. So, Shuddy, Jeff's been a big fan of next level chef. I have a hard time getting into non master chef cooking shows what were your thoughts are you a convert so i wouldn't say that i'm a convert necessarily i'm going to continue to watch it it's this episode i don't think it you know the my one my big complaint about master chef no drama is is it's not very dramatic um I think it was the first episode, so things were a little bit more subdued than they get to be. So I think the main meat of the episode was a little boring. I was doing work while it was going on, but the cook-off at the end where the the chefs cook a similar dish and the judges don't know who cooked what and when they're choosing, that was was fun. Yeah, the cook-offs are unique. Yeah, so Overall, that Master Chef is better. You're not missing yeah, much for sure. Uh, but that I really like that aspect of it is that the the judges. So the way it's set up is the two teams that lose the challenge have to send one of their members to the cookoff to be eliminated, and the two judges are the cap are the the chefs that are the cap, like the celebrity chefs that are the captain of that team. And they don't know who cooked what, when they're voting on who has to go home. So yeah, once they finish like the cook-off, then the judges who nominated the people to be in the cook-off go and try it. And if they split on the two dishes and the cook that hung out during the cook-off and was like, I don't know, like refereeing the whole thing or just like presiding over it. In this case, it was Gordon. They break the tie if if there is a tie, which last night there wasn't. So, so there's there's no way to pay to play favorites. Correct with this. System. Yeah. Okay. Correct. It's pretty cool. Again, it's not Master Chef, but me and my brothers were into it. It was a nice little um, um, lead in, or like it was a nice thing to add to the whole Super Bowl night. It and- is. It's an easy watch. That's mm-hmm. for sure. It's an easy watch. So there, you know, that is something that it definitely has going for it, but there is not, there was not a lot of drama and intrigue or even screaming. No. Well, I mean, Gordon really knows how to jack up the intensity of these fucking things. That's kind of what he does best. 
Is there a that Joe B who... element? No. He doesn't have no, like a homie. There's not, there, there's not anyone playing good guys, bad guys. Honestly, like Gordon is mostly the bad guy if there had to be one. Aisha Harrington, I think her name is. Who are, are you familiar with her, Kevin? She's been on the Master. Yeah, she's been on that Master sounds Chef. familiar. Yeah. Um, she's like really like kind of by the book, straightforward, no nonsense. But I'm she's not like a Joe B. Like she's not really an asshole. Then the other guy, I think his name is Richard Blaze. He's he's kind of really chill. He's like the chillest of of all of them, I would say. Um, but they all they all have like torn into a cook before and like lit lit someone up and like the they all give pretty good criticism again it's not as good as master chef but it's solid and it kind of fills a void with no football season you know it's it, right. they throw it on thursdays there's no football to watch on thursdays now so it works for me in my viewing schedule <laughs> and uh me and my brothers are into it and we're going to do a draft next week we're each going to pick five cooks and then the person who loses all their cooks first has to buy like a nice dinner. So that's kind of what we're doing. And because there's, I think there's 16 people remaining, right? Or is it 17 people? Well, we should have like a bye week where no one loses. So that's cool. But I don't know. That's all I can really talk about. Uh, All I saw was that golf football and last of us, which I gotta be honest. So the first few, I think this is episode five of the last of us. I don't know if either one of you guys are current. Oh yeah. The, I think the first two or the first like forward, I don't want to say overrated, but I wasn't as into it as everyone else was this last episode. Fuck. It was fucking sick. Yeah. I feel like the, I I played the video game and I don't remember really anything about it just other than the monsters and shit. Like I I tend to space out when a cutscene starts in a video game, I'll I'll look at something else or look at my phone or something. I'm really in it just to fucking murder people. But yeah. <laughs> the I feel I've been in like every episode, I'm just like, fuck, that was great. Fuck, that was great. Like, I love the first one. I think the setup was great. The way that they um, they introduced the outbreak and you see everything turn into shit was really well done. Um, I even liked the the Nick Offerman just one-off episode. Like, holy shit, chin wobbles through that whole fucking thing. And it seems now like the... Because I I'm, I'm guessing like a majority of the video game was just you trying to escort this girl through the apocalyptic mushroom zombie wasteland to get her to safety. So you can't really have too many side characters sticking around. But it's just like, oh, this show is just out to rip your heart out of your chest and just like punch it in the face. Like it is, it's heavy. Um, and this this last episode, I'm like, man, I love these 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 two characters, these new characters they introduce, these guys are fucking awesome. And then just the, the, I'm not going to do any spoiler shutty. Don't worry. I'm not spoiling, but there, there's a Should big you, action you moment. No, we're Draven and I are watching it as soon as we're done recording. Oh dude, it's fucking great. The, when the action part kicks in, the action part was so well done. And I, 
the a big reason why I got turned off of Walking Dead was all the characters just sort of blended into each other and everybody's just sitting around whining and then you'll get a little bit of zombie stuff and this also Last of Us isn't exactly action packed start to finish but they do they do the dramatic stuff so much better like the characters aren't whiny and hateable um I don't know I'm I'm fully in I think it fucking rules yeah, you're in for a treat tonight, Shuddy. Excellent. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm guessing you didn't watch anything, Shuddy? Same thing, just just sports? Sports, um, sports, some sports? I've still been binging Succession. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Your Succession I started journey. Parks and Rec over again. Yeah, as one does. Um, Trying to think if... No, I didn't watch any movies in the last week. Yeah, well, then I'm that... trying to get Draven to watch all nine Fast and Furious movies before Fast X comes out. Oh, yeah, they had a Super Bowl commercial, right? Yeah. Who's Jason Momoa is in the new one, right? He sure is. So it, they already went to space in the last one. Do they like time travel or go to a different dimension in this one? Well, uh, um, I. So the one big stunt that they show is the uh, one of those big giant like military cargo planes that fit vehicles in them, like have been yeah. in the last several, is flying above the road, and Vin Diesel's uh, charger drives out the reverses out the back and lands on top of another car and then speeds off and then goes down the the Hoover Dam. <laughs> oh, so stupid. I love it. That is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and that they showed that part of the trailer just as I said um Draven I think said that he saw quote or somebody driven or zach had said that they had seen a quote from vin diesel that there's really not much else for the franchise to do and i said well what do you do after you fucking send a fiero into space uh and then i just turn around and there's a fucking car driving down the side of the hoover dam uh <laughs> as explosions go up behind it like okay nice, nice. they Question answered. You know? Yeah, they're just gonna merge this with Back to the Future, and Doc Brown's gonna show up in a in a tra- time traveling DeLorean. <laughs> we have to go back to the first Fast and the Furious. They already got the the next one in the works too, right? Like they're gonna do eleven. Are they? I thought Fast X was the last one. I don't know, man. I heard. I thought I heard something about an eleventh. The only Super Bowl commercial I watched was for the Flash, because. It's interesting the whole drama that's going on with Ezra Miller getting arrested and choke slamming people and shit. Like they already filmed that Batwoman movie and the finished product had everybody involved being like we can't even release this it's so bad. Which that just piques my curiosity even further like holy shit how bad is this fucking movie that they can't even put it out cuz there are some real bad movies that get released. For real. To like spend the money to make a superhero movie, finish it, 
and then to just scrap it is pretty mind-blowing. So the fact that they have the Flash already ready to go, and they're already nuking this fucking universe anyway, it's like we can't eat the cost of two superhero movies. Like I feel like if Ezra Miller went on TikTok and put a fucking baby in a blender, they'd be like, ah, well, still got to put that movie out. It does look kind of dope, though. I'm not going to lie. Seeing Michael Keaton as, as Batman again, I got I got some chills in my grundle. That was fun to see. I enjoyed the Bradley Cooper T-Mobile commercial. Yeah, I didn't see any of the, the, the big With ones. his mom and the... Who was he playing tennis? Uh, the commercial with... Uh, Ace Freely, oh, yo, yo, yo. Billy Idol, Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. Yeah. No, I didn't even see them. Yeah, I didn't see any of them. Well, I just looked up Paul the flash. Stanley. I don't know which one, who, which, hold on. Now I'm going to have to, someone's going to call me out if I'm not. It was Paul Stanley, not Ace Freely. I don't know why. That's the one I picked. Uh, he shuddied himself. You shuddied all over your own face. About not calling people in the in your office rock stars because they're not rock stars. That was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, uh, and then for it. there was a commercial for something that Alicia Silverstone. Repro- it was a clueless commercial. Oh yeah, I saw some headlines about that too. What I'm actually very curious about, Shuddy, is the poll that ended up on the MSPH Twitter, just <laughs> apropos of nothing. Can Jeff beat an iguana in a fight? <laughs> like, how did that, like, I had people hitting me up like, oh man, can't wait to hear this week's episode to see the context of that. And I'm like, I, I would love to know the context as well. When I watched uh, uh, Prayer of the Roller Boys for what the fuck did I just watch, there was a giant iguana in one of the scenes, just sitting on top of a television. And I was quite stoned, and I, it popped into my head, and so I put it out there into the world. Yeah, Jeff, 74% of the, of the voters thought an iguana would beat you up in a fight. I mean, and it didn't say, like, it didn't specify. I always thought iguanas were small. Man, they really think I'm a bitch. <laughs> Iguanas are oh, iguanas small. can get to be really fucking big. Well, I'll have to take your word for it. I don't know anything about iguanas. So yeah, Jeff, you would lose in a fight to an iguana, apparently. Oh, according to the Puminati. You got no faith in me, I guess. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can find. All right. Well, while you're finding, let's queue up some voicemails. Yay! Average size six and a half feet long. What? Well, I guess Nose they do have long tail. tails. Nose to tail, but they also have talons for claws. Yeah, but height wise, they're not very tall. Like, I feel like Jeff could still just run up and soccer kick one in the face, and then that fight's over. That was my game plan, actually, Kevin. Good call. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend this is a cat and I'm 15. <laughs> Don't tell the iguana my move. <laughs> Something like that. I just sent you guys a picture of. Uh... Let's see here. Yeah, I think Jeff could beat that guy up. 
Now, like those giant monitor lizards that were in that fucking James Bond movie, I forget which one, might have been Skyfall. I don't like any of our chances up against those things. No, no, no. Like those Komodo dragons or whatever. <laughs> those things bite you and then they put like gross lizard germs in your skin and then you get all fucked up from that too. Yep. Yeah. Hard pass. I'll tell you what, that thing was a lot fucking bigger than I thought it was going to be, though. I am. <laughs> I would not want to be. I would not want to want to cross paths with that little fucker. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh wow, Google Voice is straight up saying, "Yeah, this is Twisted." So I guess this first VM is from Twisted Texan. Oh, what the shit! We kind of knew that was going to happen, though, right? Yeah. Hey, boys. Uh, Twisted Texan here. Wanted to leave a voicemail for y'all. Uh, first off, wanted to address some elephants in the, in the room. Kevin, <laughs> fuck Ellis. Uh, Shuddy, really sorry you had to feed the Astros. Uh, they're, they're the worst team in the damn league. Go Texas Rangers. Uh, but, you know, thank you for feeding the Texas team. So there's that. Uh, Jeff, we, we need to do some more uh, horse betting between the two of us. Did he say horse betting? Or did he ask you to go steady? Uh, I think it was horse betting. <laughs> I hope it was horse betting. You're my favorite. Love you, bud. But, well, I was calling about, had a good story. I was in San Antonio a couple weeks ago for the Grand Van Fleet concert, which was top three of all concerts I've ever been to. Do you like them? Uh, Greta Van Sustern? Greta Greta Van Fleet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know a single song they've done, but I saw, I watched their SNL performance a few years ago, and they were fucking kind of cool. I like them. I've heard their songs before, and just based on what I heard, I'm going to guess that Led Zeppelin gets 80% of their royalties. <laughs> yeah, they sound a lot like Led Zeppelin, yeah. but, I mean, Led Zeppelin kicks ass, so it's all yeah. good. And I was walking down the street before the concert on the Riverwalk, and my stomach started rumbling. Uh-oh. So I had to pop in to the alleyway. The only situation I had, there was no... Uh, no public bathrooms around, nothing like that. And I was about to shit myself. And I had my friend being a washout. So I popped into the alley, squatted behind the dumpster, painted the side of the dumpster a different color. Uh, Have either of you guys ever taken a shit in public like that? No. No. Yeah. He said behind a dumpster, right? Or yeah. into a dumpster? I think he went behind a dumpster and like aimed his ass at it and sprayed diarrhea all over it. Nope. No. Yeah. I've always been able to find a bathroom. Same. And I'm like poop master flex, and I've never like <laughs> taken a shit behind a dumpster or something like that. I know what would happen. I get caught. The second I pull my pants down and the poo-poo starts coming out, that's when the door a door flies open and some guy a full of a SWAT team. Yeah, SWAT well, SWAT team and then they execute me. Off the sock in the process. I pulled the sock off, wiped my ass. 
and the entire time I had my friend, she was over there hollering, I think there's people coming, I think there's people coming out, no, we're fine, we're, we're good, no worries. So, I got done shitting, wiped my ass with my sock, went to the, the closest bar we could find, ordered a beer, just so I didn't feel like a dickhead for using their bathroom and their toilet paper. And Gentlemen. then we had ourselves a really good day and night. But I just figured that shit story would uh, would fit absolutely perfect. With Knowing Twisted Texan, he probably got laid after that. He had sex with the girl who was keeping a lookout so he could poop on a dumpster. <laughs> yeah, he fucked that chick. What an yeah. alpha. Well, well, sorry, within MSPH uh, fodder. So, you boys keep doing what you're doing. It's a great thing. Love every second of it. And we'll haul you later. Hell yeah. Poop stories are always welcome. Thank you, Twisted Texan. What a nice, wholesome MSPH voicemail. For real. Good, good work. All right, here's another one. Goddamn mad scientist party hour. Who's your new fan, Lester? I just called to say that uh, Shuddy Boy uh, taking hold of the reins and committing a, a you know an act of interspecies erotica, some might say, considering that the turds and the pee-pee-poo-bong were of the animal variety. I'm just very impressed Uh-oh. because it's like uh, the walk, the piss, kissed his lips like when you take a shit that's too big and the toilet water comes up and tickles your nutsack like Poseidon saying hello uh yeah that was quite the feat really uh applaud all around to the boys because of the effort on the last show uh, uh droopy spears uh yeah six tits baby uh uh jeff with the uh he's, he's got the 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 wuhan kuho you know what i mean he got the uh, the kung flu he uh he went in and he uh, he participated in the uh, the vomit time with the audio. Uh, just a piece to resist on. Anyways, uh, Lester will be checking in here now. Uh, but uh, as, as always, uh, smoke weed. I'm out. Well, luckily, Shuddy Boy, Lester's accent was so thick. I don't think anybody knew what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah. I, uh, I certainly, I certainly don't. We know all that know that that was not really somebody named Lester, right? <laughs> I don't know. I hope Lester calls back again. Yeah, love to hear some more out of him. That lot, he almost had me until the very end. He almost had me until the very end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that kind of was a giveaway, huh? <laughs> Mad scientist party hour. This is your friend uh, Brian. Hi, Brian from Houston. You're uh, oh. calling to once again lift you up with love and enthusiasm. Uh, you gentlemen are the best fucking yeah. thing that has ever happened to my listening experience oh, thank of you, any friend. time. Uh, Jeff, I just want to uh, say that listening to you vomit um, on both the Patreon and the regular show last week was gut-wrenching and also... Uh, really entertaining i'm so grateful that you're on the mend and feeling a little bit better but god damn that was some fucking badass vomiting dude Shit. <laughs> i wish i could vomit like that man and uh shuddy man 
I'm not going to blow up the spot. I am a Patreon member. I've never been more proud to be a member of the Puminati, to see that incredible feat go from idea to bear fruit. I was moved to tears. It was perfect. It was wonderful. And I'm so grateful that I was able to experience that with all of the rest of the Puminati. And Kevin, you're the fucking man. You're the maestro. Love you guys. See you soon. Thank you. Can we go back to voicemails about you being fired? (laughs) Way more interesting, right? I don't know. I don't know. Way more fun to talk about. I don't know what these guys are referencing that happened on our Patreon three months ago, but boy, sounds like that's something you should subscribe to, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Good thing you could still listen to it. Yeah. Good thing there's five plus years worth of content up there. What a deal. All right, here's another one. <laughs> What's up, Illuminati and Party Hour? Uh, listening to episode 586, just wanted to say that if you credit card and fart on your hand while giving yourself a credit card, got to call it a uh, overdraft. Got to call it the overdraft. <laughs> that is all. That's a good line. I like it. Yeah. Works in several ways. Well done, sir. Yeah. I've never overdrafted <laughs> my anal credit card. You So you guys have never farted on your hand and smelled it? I have not said I never did that. Because I, I feel I like... I did not say that. I, I thought that... I, I, the way I thought about it was that you had to fart while credit carding. But I have farted on my hand and smelled it. I okay, mean, well, it's it's two different things. Like the, you know, the, the, the fart snowball thing where like you cup your hand, you fart in it, and then you like throw it in your friend's face. Like, I feel like a a lot of people have self fart snowballed themselves, but like I've, I, I think I have in the past placed my hand between my butt cheeks, farted on it and then smelled the actual hand. Cause I just want to see what transfers, you know, it was all in the name of science. God. All right. What do you say we do one more? Hey, boys. Tony and Wyoming calling. Got a RBQ for you. I don't know what made me think of this, but that's why they call it random, right? So, guys, got a boner get, having sex, okay? Got a stiff and hard on, whatever you guys want to call it. What's up? It's, I'm having a trouble hearing. It him, is a little so. difficult to hear. Yeah, this one is quiet. He said he's got a random brain question, and a guy has a boner and he's having sex. That's where we're at so far. Okay. If he if his throat was to be slit during sex, or his you know his artery and his leg, whatever the fuck that's called, he all the blood will rush out and his boner will go down. Um, all right. So, I heard him, but okay. Yep, slitting the throat or the femoral artery. Got it. While having During a boner. Sex. And since boners are fueled by blood, if all your blood is rushing out, your penis would kind of just deflate like a balloon with the air getting let out of well, it. Well, let's... Maybe that's Fair where amount. he's heading. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Okay. Because that's one of those places that, you know, all the blood drains out super fast. But if he was to pull out David Carradine and get choked out to the point of death, how long before the boner goes down? 
That's it. So That's now he's added autoerotic asphyxiation to this? Yeah, so I guess if you get strangled to death with a boner, how long I, is it? While you're, but then when your throat is slit or you, I think the the more concerning thing and the more the the thing we should discuss more is what the fuck was this dude doing that this was the random brain question that popped into his head. It's a good question. You think maybe he was strangling a uh, a, a male escort to death? Well, if he was doing that, he wouldn't need to ask our our, our help. Yeah, he would know. It's like the fucking asking the owl how many licks it takes to get to the center of a tootsie pop. Exactly. Uh, I do think if clerks is to is to be believed, if you get a boner, a boner can hang around for quite some time after you die, right? Right, that does occur, but but the blood is still in the body at that point. So is yeah, the question, and that's that's rigor mortis too. Part of that is rigor mortis, which has nothing to do with blood rushing to that. Uh, yeah, if you already have a boner. Pretty sure Rigor Mortis is a Kendrick Lamar song. Is that what you mean? And that's all it is. Sure. The only definition of it. Well, I think... It's a good one. I don't exactly know what this guy's question is, but I would guess that your boner is going to droop quicker if you get your throat slit rather than strangled. I think if my throat got slit, I think I would lose my boner pretty much immediately. Yeah. It'd be like eating some peppercorns when you're high, just instant sobriety. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It would be, it'd be, I would, I wouldn't be able to stay hard for very long. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, I have heard that getting your throat slit is quite the boner killer. Yeah. Very, very much a, Mood detractor. Yeah. Yeah. It was a libido. I'll tell you that. Well, this is what we're here for. We're here to answer the hard hitting questions. So, the questions for... nobody else will answer. Yeah. That everybody needs to know about. They're pretty much the questions nobody else will ask. But uh, thank you for your calls. Thank you guys for listening. And if you need more MSPH in your life, perhaps you want to go back three months and find out what these guys were talking about. You can go to patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour and get the cure for what ails you. Just an avalanche of fucking content is waiting for you. So check it out. And you get to support your homies. Um, and if you would like to see the video version of these shows, youtube.com slash mad scientist party hour, get it all except for the Easter egg that is reserved for the, uh, the audio only John's. And if you wish, you can follow us on Instagram. I am at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff R. Records. And at MSPH Podcast. Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Yeah. Switching over to golf now that football season's over. Yep. Hear that, all you blue hairs? Golf. Yeah. I know everyone <laughs> loves hearing golf gambling, but... That's what I'll be doing on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> and Shuddy Boy, where can people get their MSPH merch? I'm all gone.com. Uh, if you look on the side under collections, there we'll have our own listing there, and we've got some merch there for sale. Yeah. Treat yourself. 
Get yourself some nice, fresh merch. I mean, hopefully you've already gotten the Valentine's Day present for your loved one, but if you <laughs> haven't yet... Buy it now, and then you'll have, store, it for, you'll have it for next year. Yeah, no, I'll buy it now and give it to them late as an apology present. It'll take care of all of your problems. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> all right, there you go. Thank you for listening, friends. But until next time, something. Ah, fucking farts. Check, check, check. Whew. Okay. Well, that's better. That sounds better. Hi. What's up, everybody? This is Shuddy Boy. Tom. (laughs) (laughs) It's my first time smoking pot, guys. Sorry. Oh, wow. Shuddy has not started the meeting yet. That's unexpected. Hmm. Point pity point point pity point So fucking angry. I'm so fucking mad. I just we had so much leftover food from our Super Bowl party and I got a thing of shrimp cocktail. I was talking about this shrimp cocktail for I don't know, maybe 14 business days. I was so excited. I haven't had shrimp cocktail in years. My grandmother used to get it for every one of her college uh, Christmas parties. Dude. And just ruined my fucking story. You just ruined it. Uh, Hold on. I can't hear you guys. I love fried shrimp. I fucking love shrimp. Piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Now I can hear you. How's it going, fellas? Not well, let me tell you. Not well at all, Shetty. Why? I got What's a whole wrong? bunch of I got a whole bunch of food for my Super Bowl party. One of the things that I got was shrimp cocktail, which I fucking love. I don't think I've had shrimp cocktail in years. It was wonderful. It was Kim no Shroptail. Not now, Kevin. It <laughs> No one fucking ate it. I had so much leftover shrimp, and I was just like, oh, baby, I'm going to crush shrimp this entire week. And every time I don't feel wonderful about my life, my situation, I'm just going to go pop in a couple shrimp, and I'll feel better about everything. You know that shrimp only has a shelf life of a few days. I was one to eat it for at least two weeks. but Like Homer Simpson with that enough, giant purple sandwich. It I mean, I really it shouldn't fucking, have. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking I matter. Should not I, have, I shouldn't have told you that because it would be a lot more fun next week when you have food poisoning from eating old shrimp than. You think I would have let it last a week? No, I was probably going to eat it tonight. Fucking high watching basketball. But I go into my refrigerator and the fucking shrimp just fall out. It fall out, opens oh. up all over the fucking floor. I was a little late to this 
to this zoo meeting because of which because I had a clean shrimp and cocktail sauce off my fucking kitchen floor. All right, well, Ow, it just could have could have been rinsed off and eaten. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't be like, oh, oh, 35 second rule. I didn't have time. I had to hurry up and connect on this podcast. It literally happened like at one fifty-seven. We we connect at two o'clock. So it sounds was like a- he's blaming us for this, for him not being able to save the shrimp. It's our fault. Yeah, I don't eat a lot of shrimp, but isn't it like super inexpensive too? Can't you just go no, get a bunch more? No, seafood is very expensive right now. Oh, yeah, I don't really eat a lot of shrimp. They're like the cockroaches of the sea. I love shrimp. I've been eating. Uh, Fucking hate Kevin, you bitch. There's a <laughs> a, a seafood place in town, like a seafood market, and they do fried platters. I've been addicted to that for the last week and a half. Fried clam strips, popcorn shrimp, fried oysters, crab cakes. You're preaching the choir, you know how much I love fried food. And- uh, but since you brought up the Super Bowl, can we just get that out of the way because I am emotionally drained? Sure. Or do we, or do we want to talk about that on the main episode? I mean, it's got to come up at some point. I mean, your homies were were in the Super Bowl, and apparently that's a big deal it to people. Was it was disastrous. The Kansas City Queefs. Ended up letting the spread eagles think they had a chance, and then just fucking, (laughs) you know, there's been a lot of talk in the last 18 hours or so about that holding call at the end. Did he hold? Yes. Should it have been called at that stage of the Super Bowl with ticky-tack shit? Probably not. But that's not what lost the Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Spread Eagles. They should have never let that Darius Slay ran around one play looking like he didn't know what the fuck he was doing and let Kadarius Tony catch a touchdown with nobody around him. And Avante Maddox did it the very next drive with Sky Moore. So everybody can complain about that holding call all they fucking want, but. Andy Reid outcoached Nick Sirianni in the second half, and it wasn't even close. That's fair. I, I've got no excuses. Like, I'm not going to be like that call screwed us. Like, we should have never been in a position where a bad call could have won or lost us the game. I do have some pushback <laughs> on that. It was a minus one and a half point spread because it was a coin flip scenario. So, that call, like he got in the, it was always going to come down to the final couple possessions. And that call was fucking <laughs> massive. And it was lame as fuck. It really was. I, I, I texted a couple did, of my friends it, immediately. At, I mean, bullshit. you do see it. He does pull on the jersey by the rule. That's the penalty. But I agree. It shouldn't have been called in that situation. But yeah, but in all, in the NFL, if you have an all twenty-two camera angle, you can find a penalty on every single play. Agreed, agreed. But your penalties are not reviewable. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the the whole situation. But had we stopped 
Kansas City on either of those two drives that we left let them walk into the end zone untouched, that play would not have mattered. Well, one of them was a five-yard scoring drive. Right. I mean, there, there were other things that we did wrong prior yeah. to that that lost us the game. It was not all – I'm just trying to be like – I'm not – Trying to be one of those excuse makers. Like, we had a 10-point lead going into the fucking fourth quarter. Right. But but just like every – this was the first time this – Maybe. Yeah. Second half, double-digit lead. But second half, we came out and slammed the brakes on the offense and just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball to try and chew up clock. And left ourselves left us with no time. I just think Nick Sirianni came out and was like, "We have a lead. We just have to maintain it." Versus putting up more points aggressively. I I, I just think I I just think it was lack of experience and this coaching staff not really seeing a lot of the Kansas City Chiefs and thinking that they were one-dimensional because they did do a fucking fantastic job of uh, holding Travis Kelsey to virtually no impact on the game. He had one touchdown, but after that he was basically nowhere to be seen. Like they didn't throw him the ball much, but everybody else got the ball. It it was just Andy Reid did a fantastic job adjusting, which I did not think he was capable of. Oh, that's fair. Um, I bet the Chiefs, and I'm still kind of annoyed at the outcome of the game because it is the second year in a row oh, the go-ahead you- touchdown was decided because of, of a, a defensive holding and a very ticky-tack borderline call. And the refs shouldn't be sealing the game for any team with that kind of bullshit. I don't know. It like, does. It does really kind of pour a little bit of gasoline on the – the NFL is rigged conspiracy theory that's been floating around. Yeah, I do because think it was it's, just, almost, it's just incompetence, really. I, I know. I'm I'm yeah. joking mostly. I really don't think it's rigged, but like I could see some like it, there could be that theory that the refs were told if there's anything that looks like a penalty, call it so the Chiefs have a chance to win. Well, there are in basketball specifically, but there's such thing as superstar calls. Tom Brady's gotten superstar calls. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, like it's part of that's part of how it works. And Tom Brady filed his paperwork prior to the game, so now they need a new face of the league. And Patrick Mahomes winning his second Super Bowl gives them that head start. I don't think it's rigged. <laughs> I don't think that's what it, you know the the goal was. But again, it's just <laughs> close enough, and you know it makes too much sense that the conspiracy theorists are running wild. Yeah. <laughs> How about Rihanna waiting till the halftime bowl at the Super Bowl to announce to the world that she was pregnant again? That was she should have timed that- it better and just given birth. As the that's a show. fucking baller move. Uh, yeah, I guess. I wish that it would have been. I was saying, like, dude, she is not. She's wearing far too many clothes in this performance. <laughs> then 
someone at the party was like, I think she's pregnant. Like she's kind of, she kind of got a bump. I was like, ah, all right. Well, <laughs> even, even still I'm disappointed. Like what, where's the mouth, the wardrobe malfunction when you need it. Yeah. I don't mind that she's pregnant. That's that means there's three wet melons to jack off to. Did you, did you watch the Super Bowl, Kevin? <laughs> oh, you're serious. Know. no, no. I mean, most people watch it. I don't know if you maybe yeah, that, saw it for the halftime performance. That's a fair question to ask you. That's it's the yeah. most watched sporting event in the the United States of America. Yeah, you laugh, but you come off like the asshole. What were you doing instead? We could talk about it on the show. Fingering his bum bum. I can finger my bum bum and watch football at the same time. Yeah. I'm good at multitasking. Actually, it makes it more fun. Let's get this shit show on the on the road here. Are we ready to go? Do the do the, the buttons oh. thing. Oh, blunt up. Can't I'll believe I lost up. all my shrimp cocktail. <laughs> Fucking believable. Well, Los Angeles, California, we're mad six. scientist party hour. Right? I'm not even recording yet. <laughs> So wait, you didn't, that wasn't the Easter egg? That was the Easter egg, but I'm not recording the video yet. Well, hold on. I just fucked something up. I'm, I mean, you don't need to hold on. I can do recording this. Recording in progress. There we go. The narc, is, the narc has been activated. All right. I got the show theme lined I'm up. Not, I'm not doing it again. Start the show. Start it. Nope. Just, we can't break tradition. Come on. You know what it's from like. From Los Angeles, California. Oh, we are the Mad Scientist party, party Hour. Good job. Good job, Shelly. 